You are listening to More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting a coach. Real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look of what the support system experiences, but no one discusses. So grab a drink, sit back and listen, because we're about to get real. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Stop listening. Press pause. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the ratings and reviews. Select five stars and give us a review. And if you're on Spotify, click our podcast page and click follow and download to listen to all of our episodes. Thanks so much. Enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We are so excited. We have a very special guest here, and her name is Clarity Engel. She is in the hockey world, so we are pumped. Yes, we're super excited for our first hockey interview. So, Clarity, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm super excited to have a chat today. I'm from Colorado and um, that's where I met my fiance. His name is Mason Gertson and he's currently in the New York Rangers organization. Before that, he was with the Colorado Avalanches organization. My first time living out of Colorado. We lived in Connecticut this past season, but that's where we're at right now. We've been together for a little bit over a year and a half. So we got engaged on our one year anniversary. It was very quick, quick, quick. So (laughs) that is just such like a a quick time frame to like learn all about like the schedule, like how everything works. And then you, you're like a boss babe of yourself. So you do your own thing. How did that like work for you? Like, did you have to put your career on hold, like to follow him for the first time? Or what did you have to do? Yeah, so it was definitely a journey for me. I've always been very career oriented. Like I was always told myself I would establish myself and then fall in love down the line. And that was just not how it happened at all. I graduated from university and then not even a month later, I met Mason. So neither of us were looking for anything. So it was very surprising. Like we kind of joke around with each other. We're like, yeah, this is the last thing I expected to um, happen. But I was working at a law firm when I met him. That's where I was after I graduated. And I worked there throughout the whole time. He was in Colorado. Once the season ended, which was like the first week of May, we didn't really know if he was going to be coming back. So um, I left my job at the law firm. We kind of decided that we were going to try living together, even though we'd only been together for about three to four months. Because for me, I wasn't willing to do long distance. So I was like, you know, we're either just going to see how it goes, or we're just going to fizzle out and either one is fine. So I worked remotely for the entire summer. And then when he signed with um, the Rangers organization, I was having kind of a hard time finding a job in Hartford, Connecticut. It's a really hard and small job market. I was just still working remotely and then found a job as a paralegal at another law firm. And I took that remote once COVID happened. So that's kind of where I'm at now. It was a hard decision for me to put my career on hold, but I was like, I'm 22. If this doesn't work out, I have many more years of my life left. So it's not the worst thing that could happen. I mean, obviously it went really well. Girl, we know all about the small towns and like trying to find like work when you move. And so it is, it is a little bit difficult, like when you're moving around, but That's awesome though that you've already had so much moving experience though for like being, how old are you? You said 23? Yeah, so I'm 23 now. I'll be 24 in October, sadly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Stop. I can't even with you. I'm almost 30. So you're originally from Colorado. You guys met. You decided to just go for it, which I love. I think that's awesome because I kind of did the same thing. What was like the shocking part of the hockey world? I, we don't know too much about it. So kind of fill us in on, you know, how they start, you know, the different organizations, how they move up. Yeah. So honestly, I'm still learning because I'm not a sports person. I can like 100% confess that. I grew up in the theater and like I'm really artistic and I had only been to one hockey game before and I did not pay attention. I was mostly just there for the food. I think what surprised me the most, I would say, is the hockey culture was a little hard for me to get adjusted to. And then just like the travel. I think a lot of guys find it hard to stay loyal when they're a professional athlete. So just kind of seeing how that affected the other girlfriends and just people around me. I found that really hard because for me, it's like, well, you're either with one person or you're not. It's not really a in-between. I mean, being away, they could be away for weeks at a time. And especially if you've moved with someone, you have to have like a lot of trust there. And then you also like really need to lean on the other girlfriends and wives. And if you guys don't get along, it really makes it not the most fun environment. <laughs> um, so when I met Mason, he was with the AHL, um, which is like the Avalanche's farm team. And he was injured, but he is like a known fighter. So I actually got to see him fight for the first time in Connecticut. I'd never seen him fight in Colorado and it's awesome and I love it. It's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it is hard. Like in the AHL, they say it's a tougher league than the NHL because like guys are there to prove something. So it's like a lot of energy all at once. That's just what I noticed. I'm so glad you said like talking about loyalty and like really bringing up that long distance because people don't really understand on the outside, like you were away from them from long periods of time. And I think that that just goes to prove like how awesome your relationship is that you weren't worried about loyalty and all those things. And then having those girlfriends to like lean on. So we always stress that over and over again, that like you have to have like your tribe in order to make it. So he's traveling like all the time. So how do you keep yourself busy? Like what have you figured out so far? I'm a creature of habit. So I like to wake up at the same time and do the same thing in the morning. I eat the same breakfast. Like I'm like a severe habit person. And so just like sticking with that habit, not being like, oh, well, if I don't get up early, no one will know because no one's here to see if I'm up early. I just wake up and I usually go work out in the morning. And then if I'm working, that makes my life have a bit more stability because I do have set things that I need to do during the day. I mean, when we were kind of in the thick of this past season, I was applying to grad school. So that kept me pretty busy. But definitely like making plans with the other girls was something that kind of made this past season for me and was like a make or break in Colorado. Um, because like we would all get together or like the group of us that was super close, like would all get together and grab dinner and like watch the game. And it's nice because some of those friendships have like lasted outside of hockey. But our best asset for being away is obviously FaceTime. Like that's a routine. Like we talk every day, regardless of what's happening. Mason's my best friend. So we're really close, like in a friendship way too. So I think just keeping up the communication really helps. But for myself and other girlfriends, like having your own set routine and not just being like, well, 
I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to watch Netflix all day. Usually it's easier to feel (laughs) happier if you don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so what does his schedule look like? Start us off at the beginning of the year. Like when are they super busy to when is his off schedule? Well, when we first moved in together and I actually moved to Canada, that was like, it wasn't just moving to another state. I moved to Canada. And so I, we drove up from Colorado, but I thought that his off season was like an off off season where you know you just hang out and you know everything's just casual and he's like up at 5 a.m goes to the gym does skill work goes to skate and then comes back around like three or four and then sometimes has like power skating and stuff like that obviously things start to ramp up right around when training camp is which is I I think it's the second week of September and that's busy because like usually girlfriends and wives don't go in hockey like you stay home whenever you get your housing letter then we can come along, which is stressful. But honestly, the schedule for hockey is really consistent. They usually play two to three games a week. Um, When he was in Colorado, they had to fly everywhere. So he was gone, like they leave Wednesday to Sunday on away weeks. But in this past year, it's the Eastern Division, I guess, or conference, whatever it is. But um, (laughs) most of the teams are driving distance. So it was nice. They do like day trips. I think they had two weeks out of the year where they did like week-long road trips. So I was lucky because he was home way more often and we got so much stuff done in that period of time. It was just a lot more productive. But yeah, the hockey schedule is crazy. And then you have all-star break, which is when we got engaged, but it's like the last week of January around then. And if they go and play in the AHL or NHL all-star, then they don't get their break. But he did, so we went to New York. But that's like the only break they get. It's really hard to take vacations. I'm like, please, we need like four days off. Girl, we know. We feel you on that one. We feel you. For us, they usually have like two weeks in um, the summertime that's like designated. So many questions come to my mind because you said these words that I have never heard of before. So what is power skating? Like, what does that work out? I want to learn about what that is. Power skating is like skills training, cones, skating really fast, stopping, things like that. I honestly will probably sound super ignorant saying this because <laughs> no. I, really, I don't know, but I think it's just like skills skating. He'll, he'll like teach power skating over the summer and then also do power skating. So it's like people from any level can do it. It looks hard. I, I can't, I, can't <laughs> I, I just can't do it. It's too hard for me. I was about to ask if you could ice skate or not. I was like, did he force you out on the ice? I feel like that's part of dating and being engaged to a hockey player. <laughs> you have to do it. Yeah, I wanted like the cliche hockey wife picture on the ice, but we didn't do a family skate this year. And I'm kind of glad because on our first date, we went ice skating. Well, we went to lunch and then we went ice skating and I was like, this is going to be so unattractive because I was just like dangling from his arm. He's like, just stand up. I'm like, I can't for some reason. Like Bambi on the ice. <laughs> yeah. People were like flying by us. He's like, all right, well, just hold on to the wall then. And then my other question, sorry, I have to ask this. So fighting, I love That's watching- the best part. Yes, I love watching hockey fights. And so you said that that is like the difference that sets you apart a little bit, the aggression, I guess, level. And so I always thought that was a myth. I was like, are these fights fake? Or like, how do they do it? I mean, I just found this out because I we were talking about this the other day, but Mason's first fight was when he was 16. And he's like a big guy, like he's like 6'4", 230 pounds. So just like kind of his 
stature like makes him stand out more and he like if you are that size you're kind of expected to like do something when you get out on the ice but usually what he said is that you'll kind of know like who's the tough guy on the team that you're playing and you'll be like okay if I'm gonna fight someone like this is the guy I'm gonna fight you'll watch their hockey fights you'll figure out what they have coming that's just kind of how it is I wish that people would fight him more but he's like not really someone that people want to fight I guess that's good but He's, like, had some good ones. He had a a knockout this past season, which, like, you never want anyone to get hurt, but it just happens sometimes. Um, But that was the only knockout of the year. That's so crazy. I I think that's the best part about hockey games. I've only been to a few, but I always love the fights. I think it's the best part. So, okay, so you have your own thing, and now you have a podcast, which we've listened to, and it's super awesome. I think it's so great. It kind of dives into basically everything girl. Like it's talking to your best friend, I feel like. So can you kind of dive into like what you're doing for yourself and how you've kind of formed your own identity and your own self within this crazy hockey world? Definitely. Like I can't lie right off the bat. The first like, I would say, I don't know, seven months of being together was really rough because I just completely lost myself. I was like, you know, we're moving. I didn't really have a chance to like get my feet under me as far as like a career went. Um, when you get out of college, I feel like some of your friendships kind of fizzle out. So it's taken me like a bit to get here. Before, I, I'd say like my third and fourth year of college, I started to get into modeling actually. Um, and I was signed with a good agent and I was really passionate about that. And I was like, okay, when I graduate, I'm going to try it a little bit more. And my self-confidence when I graduated, just like went down and I was like I can't like I'm I'm just not comfortable being in front of the camera or any of this so that was kind of something that I was working towards and then I'm in Canada right now because we're in Edmonton that's where he's from but I'm heading to LA next week because that's where Kenzie my best friend who I have um, the icing podcast with that's where she lives that's where my mom lives so I'm going down there to work um, with her for a bit and then I'll be back in Denver until basically until the season starts because I did just sign with a new agency so I need to be in Denver I kind of worked on myself got to the point where I was like you know what if I submit myself and they tell me that I need to lose weight or clear up my skin or do whatever like it won't hurt me so that was kind of what I needed so that's kind of what I'm working on right now I start grad school next week. Um, I'm doing it online because of COVID through the University of Arizona. So I'm going back to school for international security. Um, I'd like to be a policy advisor in that field, maybe get into politics one day. We'll see how things shake out. But like trying to figure out what I wanted to do again was big. I've always thought it would be fun to have a podcast. And I met my friend Kenzie. We haven't even known each other a year. We met through the hockey world and she was in Hartford and it was just like, sparks flew I was like this is my girl soulmate (laughs) um and so we just kind of decided to do that and see if you know we could make anything out of it it's new but we wanted to have something where it was like you don't need to have your life figured out to try and like spread a good message because that's the hardest part like you listen all these development gurus and they just like have it all to a t they have like their routine and I'm working on that but I'm not there yet So I wanted that to come out where it's like, you could be in a good place, but also really need to be working on some parts of your life. And that's okay. So that's kind of how that came to be. I'm trying to like juggle a lot of things at once. But I feel like COVID was kind of a blessing for me in a way, because it made me realize that if I don't go after my dreams now, I don't know if I ever will. So 
we have decided to do long distance until the um, season starts again. And that was a big decision because I do not like long distance. I love hugs and I'm sad that I won't be getting them multiple times a day, but that's just kind of what I need now to see if I can generate income with these avenues, if this is something I like doing. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, you seem so rooted in like what your goals are. Like even though you have all these different things going on, I just admire that you're like, you know what, like I'm going to go do what I want to do and set out and not not just sit back and just let I guess life like put you back because I feel like I personally went through that as well. I don't want to speak for Brittany, but when I first got into the football world, I did. I didn't know who I was supposed to be or like what I was supposed to be doing with myself because I was working at this corporate business and I just remember I was like, okay, I have to move and do this and figure it out. And then you kind of have to like start over. So it sounds like you are just getting it all together. You've got your podcast, you're like doing your modeling. And so I am just so proud of you. I don't even know you for that long, but I am so proud of you for doing that. But the podcast that you're starting, it's kind of a similar message that Brittany and I want to have is that you don't have to have it all figured out. And that's why we do these interviews. But do you sit like with the wives and y'all go together, the girlfriends, significant others? Yeah, usually there's like, if we get tickets, there's like a family section that they'll put us all in. And sometimes they'll have a spread out, but we all end up sitting together anyways. There's like a family box, but I don't like sitting far away from the ice. Like I want to be there in the action. So we'll, you know, grab dinner before and it's just like a nice social night. I actually got really lucky this past season. One of the girlfriends that I just loved from Colorado, her um, now fiance, he got traded to Florida, I believe. And their AHL team was about an hour away from where we were. So when they would play each other, we would all get together. It was like the girlfriends from the other team and the girlfriends from um, Hartford. And so it's really nice, like meeting girls from other organizations that you guys can get along. Because for the most part, the girls are great. Sometimes like you have people that are like, super competitive. And I'm just not like that. Cause I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm here for the fun. Yeah, I'm here for the food and, and hanging out. <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about like any of the, the crazy wives stories or significant others? Like, have you had any interesting stories that you're willing to share? Well, when I first, when we first got together in Colorado, it was not a warm welcome to say the least. My fiance and I had both gotten out of relationships, like not too long before we met each other. I would say like about a month in between, hence why like neither of us were looking for anything. So obviously there was like animosity on that side for people who knew someone that he had previously been involved with. And I think, I mean, I guess I maybe would have thought the same thing if someone moved on that fast, like, oh, this is kind of like a flash in the pan relationship. But once like I had been around for a while and I'm like not one to get pushed around. So I was like, I don't really care what you say like behind my back, but I would love it if you would say it to my face and then we can just get that squashed out. And I feel like once I kind of establish myself there then everything was like water under the bridge which was nice but Hartford was different because it was a younger team and there really weren't that many girlfriends and obviously like guys move up and down so some would be there and some would not but there weren't like a bunch of us at first so it's kind of nice it was like a close-knit group there was really only like one or two girls that like kind of went out and tried to 
really shake things up. One of the times <laughs> we like ruined a relationship. It was over because of this, what this person had done. So that didn't really make them a fan favorite. But I'm like in that middle age where there were like people who are, you know, getting ready to have their first kid or already had their first kid. And I'm like right in between. And then girls who are like 18, 19, just like hockey. Yay. This is like who I am, you know, like a hockey wife. So there's just like that in between there. But I mean, if you guys have any stories, I would love to hear because <laughs> I like, I tell people and they're like, that doesn't sound real. I'm like, it's real. I yeah. saw it with my own eyes. <laughs> I will say that, you know, there, it is refreshing though, to hear your point of view on being young and coming in, because I have no idea why women do this. And I'm not saying that I had this happen to me personally, but just like, you're all in this together, going through this big, big change. And there's no need for this, you know, being exclusive, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's this whole point of just being a part of this tribe and like doing all these things and supporting each other. So good for you for like totally just turning, you know, the cheek and being like, well, I'm here for him and I'm not going anywhere. So <laughs> this is the way it is. But we always preach that because I think it's so important to like have that culture shift of, you know, we're all in this together. So no matter how old or how young you are, kids, no kids, whatever that is, we're all here for the same purpose. So that's awesome that you did that. So was quarantine life, I have to ask. Was that kind of weird or were you happy to see him all the time? Or were you like, hey, go do your power skating? <laughs> it was really nice at first. I mean, we just get along very well with like what we like to do. Like we're both really obsessed with like working out, camping, like being outside. And so we were planning on getting a dog this summer. And then once they were like, okay, the season is postponed. We were like, dog, it's dog time. So we rescued our puppy. She was like three months old. So we had like a quarantine baby. So that like, that made it really fun for us. And at first we were like, oh, this is so great. Spending all the time together, 24 hours a day. Like, and then after a month, we were like, okay, we need to find our own things because I'm like a very dominant personality and he's not as much like he's a little bit more on the shy side but he is the most stubborn person I have ever met and we would literally I remember like the first little tiff we got into was about who was more stubborn like trying to give examples of when the other person is more stubborn I was like this is silly like we're not doing this anymore but I mean it's been good we've I feel like quarantine made us kind of look ourselves in the eyes and find flaws that we didn't like and find like things that we needed to work on because you're not only are you around your partner 24 seven, but you're alone with yourself 24 seven. So for both of us, we were like, okay, we have some things to work on, like to not only make the relationship better to just like make our own time better. But now that the gyms are open, I think that helped a lot because we both have like our morning routine. And then, you know, we usually start doing stuff around like noon, but we've like, we have watched a lot of Netflix. <laughs> we are guilty as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like you do all this stuff and you're like, oh, quarantine is fun. You know, we get to read and do all this fun stuff. And then it's 3 p.m. And I'm like, I've done everything. I have nothing <laughs> to do today. I've accomplished everything for the day. <laughs> That's so funny. So have you guys decided like when you're going to get married? Because planning a wedding in quarantine also is not easy. And I know you guys just got engaged at the beginning of the year, but basically you've been engaged 
all quarantine. So have you guys had a chance to like plan that part of it? Do you know exactly what you're going to do for it? Unfortunately, no wedding planning has been done. We kind of like we thought that quarantine would be over in like June. And then things I mean, because the border is still closed between the US and Canada. So I'm also going home because my six months is coming up. And I'm getting a visa for next year. So I don't want to overstay my welcome. But yeah, we've done no wedding planning. Nothing has been open. And Honestly, I have no clue what to do when it comes to planning a wedding. So I feel like it's been like nice to me to just be like, yeah, think about it next month. <laughs> like getting our engagement pictures done was really the big thing that we did. And we did that. I, I honestly, I think that we're going to elope. Like I do think that we're going to have an elopement style wedding and just probably hopefully go somewhere, whether that be somewhere tropical or mountainy. And it'll probably just be like our immediate family members. I come from a really small family, like my whole life. It's just been me, my brother, my mom, and my dad, and my parents are divorced, but they're still best friends. So I got really lucky, but he has like a huge family. So it's like very two polar opposites. So I don't want something that like overwhelms me and my family. And he's just kind of like, whatever you want. (laughs) So, I mean, that's kind of nice, but I mean, we were planning on getting married next summer. If it doesn't happen next summer, it'll happen the summer after, because that's the hard part about hockey. You basically have July and August to get married and that's it. So all of the weddings that we were supposed to go to this summer are postponed to next summer. And that's like his best man and things like that. So yeah, we haven't really, I've done nothing. <laughs> I have, I have one pin board. It has two pins. So no, that's totally fine. I mean, I, I don't even know what you could do right now and accomplish because everything is still closed. So good mentality on your part, though, for being like, it's gonna happen when it happens. <laughs> I totally get that. So I just, I want to ask you one more question. What would you tell yourself like younger self back then to someone that's new coming into this hockey world, some words of advice, words of wisdom? It's not as glamorous as you think. I feel like that's the biggest misconception with like dating an athlete. It's it's not. Like they're gone a lot of the time. You have to make new friends, you have to move. Like you're not going to agree morally with his teammates' decisions sometimes and that's just life. But I think the biggest piece of advice is if you can trust your partner and they can trust you, that's what will make or break the relationship because in this world the only thing you have is trust. So I would say that's like number one. If any red flags pop up, I would just get on out of there. Another, like one of the other hardest things that I had to come to terms with was that hockey is number one because that's his dream career. It's not forever. And that's like, is a a short snippet of his life in the greater scheme of things. And so that comes first. And then, you know, you could be tied or you could be second priority, but like his routine and his training, that's what's going to come first. So have your own life and your own routine. And if you don't want to work, that's completely fine. But like have a good hobby that keeps you busy. I think that's my best advice. And you don't need to rush things. We didn't mean to rush it, but it just happened like that. (laughs) But just like, take it slow. Like I didn't know we were going to get engaged at that point, especially because him and my best friend were both like, we're not getting engaged. Not, not the time. I was like, oh, okay, well, fine by me. (laughs) But yeah, I think that's my best advice. Just like trust having your own life and like understanding that his priority is making it in his career. I love that. Thank you so much for talking with us. We love your perspective. I think it's so cool to have someone that's going after their own thing, their own dreams, and you're just making it all work and looking good while doing it. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us, Clary. We really appreciate it. 
Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. It was, I know I just talked your heads off, but you guys are just so great and so down to earth. So it was very easy. (laughs) Thank you guys all for listening to this episode and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this interview on more than a season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at more than a season underscore women's guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time.